Good day fellow investors! In this video we have gone beyond the normal stock analysis. Of course, alongside the normal sector overview, the business overview, the valuation with the comparative table that we always do, I have gone beyond and also tasted Beyond's meat product and also the comparative product that was in the store. So if you enjoyed this video, if you get value from this video value investing, please smash that like button and consider subscribing if you haven't. Let's start with the sector overview and you can see here this is from ProVeg, a European research project that sees how consumption rates of plant-based food categories and we have meat as the second option after plant-based milk options. So very strong sector position. If we just look across the pond in the United States, we look at milk 20% growth, plant-based meat 45% growth market, meatballs 29% growth. So really the strongest growth sector so that obviously benefits beyond food. If we look at the market, the plant-based meat market is 1.4 billion, so growing very, very fast. The repeat rate is not that high, which could be a factor of taste, but for now things look very, very positive. And with a penetration rate of 18%, we are here just past the early adopters and stepping into the mainstream food situation. Of course, Beyond Meat is banking on that their business is projected on replacing meat with plant-based solutions that according to them should be healthier. My wife doesn't agree, but more about that later. When it comes to Beyond Meat, they're really scaling and expanding fast, doing a lot of collaborations with Pizza Hut, KFC, McDonald's and they have just announced beyond Italian sausages for Pizza Hut, beyond burgers in Canada and meatballs for Walmart. So they are really expanding and from their last conference call the CEO said how they have a seven point strategy when it comes to growth, of course capacity expansion and then long-term disruptive technologies for taste. I don't want to eat disruptive technologies. If you fancy eating something that disrupt, disruptive technologies made, that's up to you. But that's just personal taste. Let's continue with the stock analysis. They're going to build a new research campus, scale with further commercialization activities, cut costs down, of course, and increase marketing on taste and health attributes of their product lines and bring more talent. So their goal is to reach mainstream consumption. So we have decided, okay, let's make an analysis. Let's test the product. Here you have me testing it. And we have been vegetarians for about 10 years now. And this time we tested it and Beyond Meat and the counterpart will never ever again enter our kitchen. But from a testing perspective, this was my conclusion, there was no difference, slight difference. Beyond Meat was a little bit more American burger style. This was a little bit more, let's say, vegetarian burger style, but no difference in taste that I would say, okay, 
I'm going to pay double for Beyond Burger because this is when we approached the store so this tucked here at the right side was Beyond Burger for seven dollars seven euros for two pieces compared to others and the private label there was two pieces for 3.5 dollars so perhaps they put it here people come to the store oh look we have for seven euros sorry and then buy the option that's 50 percent cheaper we have bought two of them tasted both of them and even my wife who is a healthy food specialist looked at the ingredients and wrote all of those down and apart from beyond using aromas disruptive technologies and using spices and a little bit of rice proteins there is not much different into the ingredients and don't forget to check my wife's channel naturally Anna for more health tips but there are no significant differences there so the key issue there is that there are no significant differences perhaps just a little bit of taste but not enough to justify the difference the huge difference in price which tells me that a beyond burgers price must go down and given the difference it has to go down which could really really impact margins and that's what we are looking at as investors let's look at the stock price and compare the fundamentals of the business with the potential future margins profitability and see what is priced in so beyond meat over the last five days has been extremely volatile 123 up to 143 high of 151 down to 133 so really really crazy volatility and since the ipo in 2019 it also was crazy volatile up and down up and down so the stock price doesn't help us much if we just check morningstar's analysis they say that shares look compelling but you have to be very careful here because here they use an ev ebitda ratio of 35 in 2025 as an expected valuation method so that's very very vague for me we'll try to let's say focus narrow it down to revenues and earnings to make evaluation of course the key number for us for making evaluation later is the market cap that's now at 9.4 billion yesterday it was 8.5 billion now it's already 9.4 billion and before that it was around 7 billion so really really crazy just on the shares numbers uh, we discussed dropbox in another day and i said that a lot of managers are selling like it is the case with beyond meat so and some people said yes but a lot of them are still buying and yes in most cases when a manager buys a stock it is this it's just from an option vesting and look at the price the price is zero so on those aggregate numbers of insider buys and sales you'll likely see an equal number because as they get the shares so they sell the shares so that's something to keep in mind if you go to the sec fillings then you can see the reality 
at what price are they buying and at what price they are selling. Just from a quick overview with Beyond Milk, of course, it was just sell, 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 sell. Then, something fundamentally very important. Beyond Meat just issued a 1.15 billion convertible note of which the net cash received is 1.04 because they paid for fees and they paid for a capped call. A capped call is to prevent dilution for current shareholders in a convertible price range. Of course, if the price is above 286, they will not be able to prevent dilution. But if the price is below 286, they will be able to prevent dilution in that range from 206 which is approximately the convertible price to 286 and they paid i don't know what it was 50 million to just hedge that dilution there is nothing protective there that's just a cost to make it look a little bit different so also zero percent convertible bond but think about this they are in debt 1.15 billion, they got cash 1.04. So 10% approximately is the cost. So it's not really 0% cost. And the key fundamental here is the company is now 1.15 billion dollars in debt. So if the company doesn't grow as expected, then the bondholders might say, okay, now give us more shares, or if they don't have the money to pay back the 1.15 billion, the market cap goes down, then the bondholders will become the owners of the company and they'll get much more shares than they paid for with this agreement. So that's also something to keep in mind. The debt now is 1.1 billion, 1.15 billion on revenues of just 400 million, which completely changes the fundamental risk situation for the company. But of course, they are going to use the 1 billion in cash for growth, to finance growth. They are building a factory finishing in Eindhoven in the Netherlands, one in China. So they should do good with that. And let's now do a valuation. Now let's do a valuation. You can go to my comparative table of publicly analyzed stocks. This is downloadable for free in the link in the description below on my stock market research platform. So you can play around, see a lot of more other valuations that I did over the last few months. You click on beyond food and here we are. So I started here with inputting revenues. 0.4 billion. Here is the growth rate, my usual 10% discount rate for comparative reasons. And I have used the terminal multiple of two on the revenues as valuation. So terminal multiple on revenues. So 2029 in this case for 2030, because we don't have yet the numbers of 2013, 2030. So I get to a market valuation of 8.48 billion. If they get the 5% profit margin on the revenues here, that's approximately 260 million on the terminal value of 8.4 billion, that's a P ratio of 30 down the road, 10 years down the road. So that should be a fair valuation. If I put these numbers into a valuation, the present value, the intrinsic value is 3.2 billion. If they grow faster, assuming a P ratio of 50% higher, or 45 on a 
price to sales terminal multiple of three that is now 21 given the 400 million sales then i get to a present value justifiable of almost 7 billion so slightly overvalued very overvalued in a worst case scenario where the growth rate is 20% then 15 still assuming they achieve profitability and the terminal multiple let's leave it at 2 then i am at 1.34 billion if i sum the scenarios normal best case worst case i get to 3.6 billion at best for evaluation compared to the market cap of 9 billion so beyond meat is extremely undervalued from this kind of perspective but just put things into a perspective of okay common sense 400 million they need to increase sales 12 times in the next 10 years so that's three times the market for plant-based meat things as we have seen so it's really really thinking that okay beyond burger beyond burger will become mainstream everybody will use it but i have tasted it it is not something that's going to become mainstream things that are really good might become mainstream somewhere beyond meat not a chance of course there is the other investment thesis if you follow reddit it's now a hot Mimi stock or something like that. So, and that's also the reason for the crazy ups and downs of the stock over the last month. But you know how this thing usually ends when the bigger full theory is in play here. And when everybody is looking for the bigger full to pay more and more because the stock is going to go up, up and up. And we all know how it ends up when that same stock starts to going down down and down been there done that seen that already even in the last few months so be very very careful when investing in this because the fundamentals are simply not there from a fundamental perspective even if they reach 5 billion in revenues with the 5% net profit margin that can be given in these dividends in 2030 then the 2030 yield on the current market cap would be just 3%. And that's something ridiculous, especially because few of you know that the largest plant-based meat producer and food producers is Archer Daniels Midland. And they have already a dividend of, what is it, 2 point something percent, a dividend that has been there for 90 years. It's a big company, huge company and slow and steadily doing and servicing all these new producers, I bet that a lot of the ingredients that go into Beyond Meat, the pea protein that they had an issue, they had to buy more for supply reasons, and therefore their margins went down, as they said in the conference call, I bet that that's produced by ADM. So if you want exposure to the sector by owning a good business, check ADM that's also a video that I made I think a year two years ago so I'll put that video in the link in the description below thanks for watching if you enjoyed this video smash that like button and I'll see you in the next video